Let's go back in time and just refresh us in relation to what the Pavakat Stellenbosch Academy is all about and the developments since that conversation, Prof. Gio Kino, that now sees the Black Management Forum pretty much having conversations that seem to align with those of yours. Good evening, Prof. Gio. Welcome to SAFM. Thank you very much, Ngezu. Good to speak to you again. Indeed. Okay, well, what's happening? Tell us. Developments since December to now. It's been six months. Yes, yes. We've had some um, very significant developments, some very constructive conversations with a number of potential partners in this um, initiative that we are driving. Um, And the one that you are specifically referring to that we've uh, really been developing over the last few months is that with the Black Management Forum. And in conversations with their leadership and management, we've actually established that we share a um, quite a deep uh, commitment to um, a number of uh, aspects of this initiative of ours, which I think we're, we're all on the same page. Uh, and here, you know, I'm specifically thinking about a collective uh, response to some of the biggest challenges still facing our country, um, and specifically around integrity, around uh, anti-corrupt, counter-corruption uh, efforts, um, and, you know, in, in, in those conversations, we, we have really found that um, we, we all do share the same um, commitment. And if we come together, we can really push those commitments quite a bit further that, uh, that, we, that, that, that what is, um, you know, happening at the moment. Um, so I think this is, this is all very important uh, for us uh, at Stellenbosch, of course, given recent events. It is also critically important that we decisively deal with the biggest challenges facing our country. And I think our partnership, our you know, blooming partnership with the uh, Black Management Forum confirms for us as well um, our commitment to uh, transformation, to, to you know, dealing decisively um, with these kind of measures. And you would have seen um, media reports over the weekend of unfolding events here regarding um, incidents. Uh, which, of course, is, is, is completely unacceptable, you know, fully completely unacceptable. And it's exactly to deal uh, in a broader sense with, with social issues that we are very happy that we are embarking on this partnership with the BMF. Um, we have also had very constructive conversations with a number of public entities, uh, you know, entities that are directly involved in uh, the fight that we are talking about here, counter-corruption, uh, integrity, and we are, are quite um, uh, positive that from those conversations, a real action will emerge, which, of course, is really what we're all talking about, right? So mm. um, this particular initiative, as we explained last year when we spoke, is not a reactive one. We think that there are many entities that is doing excellent work uh, in that regard. What we are talking about is moving forward, a forward-looking perspective on how do we build institutions, how do we build partnerships uh, so that we can effectively counter corruption, not just in South Africa, but on the entire continent. So, yeah, I think there's been really good development. Um, Next week, we're hosting the BMF here in Stellenbosch for a workshop uh, where we will be um, taking that uh, those discussions that we've already had forward. Mm -hmm. uh, And and hopingly we'll come out of that event with a, um, a firm a commitment to to uh, actual further steps, um, hopingly involving a broader summit later on in this year where we can have even bigger stakeholders around the table, uh, where we can engage government directly, 
um, all towards realizing these objectives of the uh, Stellenbosch dialogue that we've been uh, talking about, but also uh, more uh, continuously the work of the Public at Stellenbosch Academy in offering, for example, training that is focused, tailored to the needs um, uh, in the country at the moment, specifically those, for example, that the BMF expressed in terms of uh, leadership uh, development um, but also just training of uh, various civil servants in various entities involved in decision-making that, that impact on counter-corruption efforts. Very well. It does seem like this is something that from time to time we would have to touch base on, more particularly as it deals with the challenges that are really facing the country when you talk about counter-corruption and the broad issues associated with the integrity of public service at large and the institution that BMF is touching on 50 years now, among other things, challenging the transformation even in organizations, not just public organizations, but private entities. This partnership certainly, it sounds like, has all the hallmarks for the sorts of inroads that real and um, mutual partnerships and institutions who are of like mind can do in the work towards realizing South Africa's potential. I want to let you go now, Prof. Gio, because I've got Mr. Mondendlovo, the Head of Advocacy and Thought Leadership at the BMF. He's heard everything that you've had to say, so have yourself a good evening, and thank you for condemning that video. I mean, I hadn't asked, but, but I think it was very important to condemn what the nation is now talking about at Stellenbosch University, and perhaps on the backdrop of what Gio Quino has said, that, uh, said there, Mr. Mondendlovo, your thoughts in relation to this partnership, particularly from the bias of the BMF, very good evening, my brother, and very good evening to your listeners, and thank you very much to the prof and his input this evening. Uh, I think firstly, it is critical for the BMF to weigh its issue on condemning what has happened at Stellenbosch, firstly, um, in that uh, it's critical for, for us to stand together and to be very clear that this kind of behavior at the university perspective that is ought to be developing a certain cadre of students, certain level of thinking, um, and building a new wave of leadership from an education point of view, that it, it is important that leadership at that level should continuously be condemning this kind of behavior. And as the BMF, we are not pleased. We condemn what has happened, and we really need to deal with these issues. And of course, there are underlying issues as well in terms of the power structures of society broadly, and the kind of values and principles that are instilled in students, in learners, in society that really need to unearth and really look at what is happening, uh, what is unraveling before our eyes. Because what has happened is not a mere incident. It is something that happens from time to time across uh, different parts of the country, not just in education institutions. And so particularly in an education institution, such things should not occur precisely because you're wanting to build a certain cadre of thinking and leadership in the country. So firstly, we need to put that on record as the BMF. No, I appreciate that. That, that indeed, um, this is where we stand. Mm -hmm. Secondly, with our partnership with the PSA, the BMF, historically speaking, stands on three legs in terms of pillars. Firstly, um, we always wanted to develop a management program. In other words, we wanted to build a management program. And as listeners would know, the BMF uh, at that time, you could not call black managers managers at the time. Uh, but even though we wanted to build managers, we wanted to build something for black people built by black sweat. And in fact, even at that time, there were other institutions was 
white institutions that were trying to uh, persuade the BMF to come on board um, to join them. But our leadership said, no, we want to build our own management program. That's the first leg. We want to develop certain kind of managers that will respond to what is happening and not just build competency. Second pillar of the BMF is the issue of dialogues. We enjoy talking dialogues, having topical issues that are um, advancing the issues of the day. That's the second part, second pillar of the BMF. The third leg, uh, pillar of the BMF, is the issue of advocacy, which is underpinned by thought leadership, ensuring that we advocate for particular views, well-thought-out perspectives, and through that, we had seen then the advent of employment equity and broad-based black economic empowerment. Empowerment. So I'm bringing that historical view mm, so mm, that mm. we understand where we are sitting when we say we are partnering with an institution because they are aligned to what we want to see in terms of the principles that must underpin the PSA, which the prof has uh, succinctly put, which is integrity, human rights, and really f- countering corruption. And so we want to see leaders that have integrity, uh, leaders that uphold human rights and leaders that abhor criminal activity uh, of any kind and of every kind. And so when we see an institution that talks that way, that thinks that way, it attracts the BMF because we also want to see a certain cater of leadership. Again, we want to add that the BMF enjoys talking about the BMF type manager and wanting to see that kind of management across the economy, not just in the private sector, not only in the public sector, but in the education space, in all business types, the way the Employment Equity Commission reports on business types. In every aspect of society, we want to see a certain kind of management that is represented. So we don't just want to see black people, that's one layer of transformation, seeing black people entering those spaces, but we also want to see a certain level of consciousness that uh, moves with that movement of having black people. So we then argue and say there's a difference between an ordinary black manager and a BMF type manager. So when we hear values of integrity, human rights, and those principles underpinning uh, the kind of institution the PSA is, it attracts us because it is agitating for the development of a socio-economic conscience of a particular type which attracts the BMF. So the BMF is therefore in partnership agrees with the direction of the PSA in that we've got to develop a certain kind of manager and leader. I'm reading your press statement here from the Office of the Presidency announcing this partnership and leading to the workshop that Prof Kino alluded to earlier on, just to quote from that press statement under the penship of, it's actually, yeah, of, of, of the MD. It says, open quote, the BMF and PSA will be hosting a workshop on the 23rd of May 2022 in Stellenbosch to further unpack the strategic thrust of the PSA and, and its initiatives planned for 2020. One of these upcoming initiatives is to establish the South African Regional Centre of Excellence, a formal collaboration between government, business, civil society and academia that will house the Stellenbosch Dialogue, deliver appropriate training via the PSA, run national conversations and summits across the African continent, and to elicit innovations in countering corruption. Where do you think BMF specifically has a strong stake 
in these institutions to be set up in these dialogues and the trainings necessary of this pan-African approach that seems to be the work of the PSA? Where is the BMF going to find its skin in the game, as it were? So the BMF will find its skin in the game, firstly, with the, the, the PSA uh, short courses, for an example. So wanting to understand wh- what kind of training will take place there and the BMF adding its perspective um, on that. And secondly, the, the dialogues themselves, um, they'll be hosting um, thought leaders, academics, um, business people, public sector leaders, the BMF, they're in that space as well uh, because we have leaders of that caliber who can um, engage at that level, uh, participating at the Stellenbosch Dialogue. Mm. And all the other summits as well, which they plan to do, uh, and of course we are a dialoguing organization as well, so therefore it means we enjoy discussing, unpacking issues, and also bringing together the necessary um, panelists, the necessary people to come and participate at that level. Very well. My guest this evening is Mr. Mondendlov of the BMF. After the break, he and I continue about the work of the BMF. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapete on SAFM. Welcome, everybody. The time is 2023. I am indeed. My guest this evening is Mr. Mondendlov, Head of Advocacy and Thought Leadership at the Black Management Forum. Early on in the conversation, we had a very, very cameo entry and exit from Professor Gio Kino, the Director at the African Procurement Law Unit at Stellenbosch University and one of the founder members of the Pavakat Stellenbosch Academy. Now in conversation with me, we are engaged essentially these two organizations, the Pavakat Stellenbosch Academy, and it's forging a new partnership now with the Black Management Forum, whose head of advocacy is sitting across the way here. So far, we have talked about what this partnership really heralds, but perhaps I should ask a more direct and targeted question, Monda, because I think there's nobody who can, generally speaking, say we in this country do not have a problem with corruption. Perhaps many of us might find the entry points to that conversation different, have different perspectives as to what our national priorities should be in, among other things, countering corruption. I really am therefore interested in the position of the BMF. When we talk about corruption in this country, countering corruption, involving ourselves in anti-corruption and building a capable state, all of these things which are really aspirations of the constitutional order, particularly because of the history that this nation of apartheid and colonialism before that has experienced. When we're talking about corruption now and counter-corruption in specific terms, what does the BMF say in relation to that in the steering back to the cause of the nation? I think uh, the first thing is that the BMF believes that everything begins and ends with leadership. Uh, leadership question is of paramount importance when we deal with issues of corruption. Secondly, the kind of legacy that leadership and management um, leaves behind on how they deal with running institutions, whether they're public institutions or private institutions, how they run those institutions um, leave behind a particular legacy which successive leadership, successive managers have to come in and deal with those issues. Thirdly, the issue of corruption is a human trait, human problem, which therefore needs to be dealt with at that particular level. 
Fourthly, the issue of corruption puts a, a spotlight on the value system of the leaders that are in power. Now, putting a spotlight on the value system, the BMF is very strong, has always been very strong on the centrality of, of values. So you may have a competent leader or a skilled leader in a particular position, but if they have a questionable value system, they will undermine the position that they are in to gain or to have access to particular things and open doors, illicit doors that have got nothing to do with advancing transformation firstly from a BMF perspective, which includes social, the social part of transformation. So our issue has always been that the behavior of leaders within institutions puts a question mark on their value system. Then it goes back to our argument of as we build leadership, as we move into the future, we've got to focus on values, not just competence and skills development. It is a particular area. But the most important area is the underlying value system, things that are not seen. The seen is the bottom line, driving the bottom line agenda, understanding financial statements, understanding uh, procurement policies, understanding broad-based black economic empowerment, and even cutting corners there. So even cutting of those corners, whether it's through triple BE or whether it's price fixing in the, in the private sector, and all the issues that the Competition Commission is dealing with puts a spotlight on the fact that a certain layer of leadership across the country has questionable values system, even though they may be a chartered accountant or maybe a particular engineer, etc. But it paints a spotlight on the fact that we need to deal with the question of how do we build good social values that have everything to do with building the society so that those who have their hands on the levers of power in business, in government, tremble each time they make decisions because what they do now will impact the society tomorrow. Now, if you don't have that level of socioeconomic consciousness at all, you will then see corruption taking quick root. Then you will see the cutting of corners. Then you will see the wrong people in certain positions. Then you'll see a host of mirage of issues that undermine our democratic order because the democratic values and the value system that we stand for as the BMF has not taken root. So you've got to go back to the value system of the country and how then do we take it forward? And hence then going back to partnering with like-minded people who see the same thing. Those who don't see the same thing, we don't partner with you, right? So we've got to move with those that identify this challenge of a value system. And there's no silver bullet when it comes to building leaders. Let me take a couple of calls because now you've engaged us to a point where I actually have a follow-up question in relation, particularly on the like-mindedness of partners, uh, social partners, let's call them that. Before that, we have one of our resident listeners, Mikey Newlands. Welcome back. It's been a while. I hope everything is well with you, your family, your friends, your loved ones at large. Mikey Newlands, good evening. Yeah, hi, Sengeza. Thanks very much. And yes, everybody is. And thank you for those kind comments. Um, I want to just put to your guest, uh, and thank you so much. I must say it's a, it's a privilege to speak to you. I, I always watched the, the, the BMF with, with great interest, um, and more because I'm actually not sure that you actually deserve to be there. I think that actually we have plenty of quality people, and I don't think actually an organization really needs you. I think, I think black people in our country 
are well represented and there are so many good people out there. But I think it's the system that we have that is excluding them from making a difference in our country. And what I mean by that is this. Um, I'm not hearing the fire in your voice. I, I want to take you Sorry, to in my voice or in that of Mr. Ndlovo? Sorry, your guest. Your yes, guest. Yes. Sure, is sure. I want to hear more passion. I'm hearing a lot of words. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, there's two things in our country that we have to deal with. And, yes, you've just discussed corruption, but that's not the problem in our country. At the, the biggest problem. Our biggest problem is unemployment. And when I, I want to hear some direction. I want to hear... I want to hear the, you guys taking on the government and saying, listen, when you're doing things wrong, we're going to take you to court. We're going to pull an ASCII forum on you. We're going to fight you. Because at the moment, we're going to be facing nearly 50% when the census comes out of unemployed people in this country are predominantly going to be black. And this flowery talk about the management of black management, this and that, I hear it and I agree with it. I've got no problem with it. But sadly, we don't have any jobs to manage. We have no economy to manage. In other words, you want a bit more bite than the bark that you seemingly are hearing them. Exactly. I want to hear more fire. Exactly. That's fair comment coming from somebody who clearly is agitated with the status quo. And I'm going to couple what Mike is saying without taking away from Mike is saying. I see you are taking notes. Great. I appreciate that. Essentially, when you talk about some of the social partners and like-minded organizations, I would imagine these conversations also extend to um, SALGA, South African Local Government Association, because they are the ones who effectively preside over local government, and they are the body that really does look into the issues that into that eat into the quality of care and service at that level. The Forum of South African Directors General at a PMFMA or departmental level, or Directors General, Directed general in the presidency heads up that so so i would imagine these are people to whom you should also be building collaborations and or partnerships and in the words of mike where you need to pull an afri forum and say we're not going to mince our words we have these expectations these expectations must be met it therefore by virtue of the position you are now assuming for yourselves among others counter corruption you you need to have a strong voice in condemnation and which is more taking on the necessary defaulters. Because I do understand that there's even a litigation fund and you've got a sort of um, um, expanding base where you can sort of do some of the work that is required in society. I might not have encapsulated everything Mike and I are saying, but from there, what is your response to what you've heard? So, so I think, um, firstly, the where the BMF stands now in terms of expanding its influence. So... We have been an engaging uh, organization and engaging um, social partners, engaging government, engaging the private sector on the lack of transformation. Um, and the amount of work that does go on behind closed doors is there, not necessarily always reported on, but the BMF has always been engaging on key issues behind uh, closed doors. So the issue of fire, whether there's fire in the BMF or not, there is fire because the organization itself is fiery in its approach of things. So those engagements continue. So engaging, convincing, driving a particular thought process, whether it's publicly or behind closed doors, is something that the BMF has been doing and continues to do. Secondly, on the issue of... um, wanting to see a, a similar approach to AfriForum. Yes, the BMF has expanded now um, its strategic approach in terms of calling for particular issues. So the litigation fund is there. 
um, and it's moving in, in that particular direction that we need to see landmark uh, judgments around transformation and companies that don't um, meet their employment equity targets need to be taken to task because year in and year out, we're not seeing much movement with those numbers. And obviously, the target the debate on targets, sector targets, and the promulgation of Section 53, which the BMF had actually unearthed a couple of years ago to say, we need more punitive measures. So the issue of punitive measures, the BMF has been pushing for it even since the 1990s, that there needs to be more punitive measures. It must not be a soft approach, and the law must bite uh, as far as transformation is concerned. So those thoughts, mm. those ideas have been within the arsenal of the BMF since the 1990s when we were uh, driving affirmative action and the Very Basutu well. had formula. So all of that is a continuation. We're not starting from scratch to say, now we are making noise about something. No, we always have been. And we've always been there tracking the progress or lack thereof. Final question, and this is not something you probably might have prepared for, but it certainly is something which, if not now, certainly going forward, may be a real threat or a concern or something that you have to satisfy. Open quote. What will your guests' response to those who will propagate the notion that the BMF is starting to cozy up to the Stellenbosch mafia by getting too close to the University of Stellenbosch itself? These could come from even some of its former leaders. That's likely in Pretoria East. Do you have comments? How do you respond, if any? So I've just stated that the organization is also an engaging organization, firstly. Secondly, we are a fearless organization. There is no place we should not go. There is no one we should not talk to. We talk to everybody. We engage everyone. We uh, open up ourselves to different ideas. And those that might think that we're warming up to some kind of of Stellenbosch takeover, it is incorrect. This is almost a 50-year-old organization with a very clear ideological outline of what it stands for very and well. leaders who come in and leave know exactly what the mandate is to ensure that there's a critical mass of black leaders across the country, across the economy that lead and no one can swallow up the ideology of the BMF. They tried in the early 1990s to call it the South African Management Forum, but they failed. It remained the Black Management Forum and were able to engage and protect our dignity as an institution. I can take it no further, and I can only thank you for your time, Mr. Mondendlovu, Head of Advocacy and Thought Leadership at the BMF. The time is 2036. Unfortunately, we have to move on. And that means we have a conversation on the other side of the ad break in the innovation, energy and environment seg segment. And my guest to follow is Dr. Neil Stacey, senior researcher at the Institute for the Development of Energy for African Sustainability. Please do stay tuned.